Welcome to Why We Marathon, a podcast diving into the deep motivating factors for why people choose to run marathon races. I'm your host, Alex Ellman, and today we have Corinne Fitzgerald at coach.fitz on Instagram if you want to follow her, joining us to talk about her experience with marathon racing. Thanks for joining us today, Corinne. How are you? Uh, where are you located these days? Hey, Alex. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I am in New York City, uh, right on the south side of the park. Yeah, just uh, living the pandemic life. Awesome. And uh, what's your day job? I'm always curious to hear what people are doing during the day uh, and marathoning at night. <laughs> yeah, so uh, luckily I kind of marathon all throughout the day, I guess. I coach a lot of marathoners. I am a running coach. Um, so I uh, used to work at Mile High Run Club, which is now closed because of the pandemic, which is a treadmill studio. Um, but now I am an ASICS Runkeeper coach. Um, and if you're not familiar with Runkeeper, it's like a I'm sorry, it's Sirens, New York. Um, but it is an app just similar to Strava. It tracks your miles. It tra it's like a log for you to keep. Um, so I've been coaching a little bit with them as well. Awesome. Cool. And uh, tell us a little bit about your first marathon race. Where was it? What year? What were some of the deets? Yeah. So my first marathon and only marathon, by the way, was New York 2016. Um, it was really such an amazing experience that I felt that I'm okay only doing one. Although I do I, very much like you, I have a goal to hit. I definitely need to get under the three hour mark. Um, I ran a 303 and had just a really overall amazing experience. So if there's one to do, I absolutely say New York City, it's gotta be top of the list. Yep. New York was my first and probably still my favorite. Um, you know, just the, the crowds, the sights, the scenes, it's just unbelievable experience. Um, we'll probably have a separate podcast episode just to dive into all the details around New York, see if I could get someone from New York Roadrunners on board. So what, what prompted you back in 2016 to, to run a marathon, you know, to take on this immense challenge? Um, well, I guess I was doing triathlon. So basically I graduated college in 2013 I ran steeplechase. I was a, um, you know, track and cross country runner. And then post collegiately, I was like, I kind of want to change. Running is pretty hard on the body, so I dove into triathlon. I realized I'm really, really crappy at swimming. So no matter what I do, I'm not going to be, you know, top in the country um, in triathlon. So I got into duathlon because it mixed the swim, so it was run bike run. I was like, okay, this could be my thing. Um, I came in fifth in the country in one of the national races that I did. And I'm like, okay, I'm done cycling. Now I'm ready to move on to just running. Um, so 2015, I was actually, I was pretty injured, but I was training with a coach at the time, John Henwood, um, phenomenal coach here in the city. He was also an, uh, Olympic runner. He ran the 10 K. So an amazing base of knowledge that I would just like take all these little nuggets from him and just, you know, keep it in my pocket for a rainy day whenever I needed it. And he, he really coaches a lot of half marathoners, marathoners. So I'm seeing everybody do it. And it was a little bit of FOMO. Like I never had this strong desire to do a marathon, but everyone was kind of doing it. And in this, you know, New York in the scene, everyone's like, Oh, you know, we're doing a marathon. What are you doing? Oh, you're just doing a 5k. Oh, <laughs> So I felt like in order to coach marathoners better, I should do a marathon. Um, and I was, it was a little silly of me actually, because I was really injured at the time. Um, I didn't really know it until after the race. 
And um, I actually ended up, I don't know how far we want to go into this topic, but I ended up uh, tearing my hip flexor and a part of my ab. And I just like, I had so many injuries on one side of my body. It's probably from a combination of, you know, cycling, running, doing way too much stuff all at one time and not really taking the time to take care of my body, which now I'm a completely different person. <laughs> but, um, well, let's, let's go into that injury a little more. Was there, um, you know, something that really just, you felt it during the race or just after the race there? And, um, you know, I guess how did that impact your decision to either run future marathons or not? Well, it was well before the marathon, actually, that I started to feel it. I went on a cycling trip, actually, in Italy, and we rode 400 miles in four days. And I, from there, I started feeling my quad. I'm like, oh, my quad kind of hurts a little bit. But the mindset back then was just go, 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 go. And I think this is a mindset of a lot of people. It's like, go hard or go home. And if you're not going hard, then you might as well just stop. And in reality, you know, I think a massive part of marathon training is actually just recovering because you're putting so much time on your legs. But, um, but anyways, I felt it well months before and in my mind, just like, ah, uh, you know, I started having pains in my side. It was a hip flexor and uh, psoas issue. So the pain started going up my side. I thought it was digestive. So I'm, you know, changing my diet. I'm trying all these new things. I went vegan. I'm like, well, what can I do to get rid of this pain in my side? Um, and then it turns out, I just kind of like put it to the back of my mind. And I said, screw it. I'm in a little bit of pain, but, um, you know, I was, I made it into the, not elite wave, but the sub elite wave. So it's not like with the pro pros, but I still warm up with the pros and I shut out to the starting line. It was like a really nice experience. I didn't yeah, have to wait. wait that. Tell, tell me about that experience. Cause I'm always in all the way in the back of the corral. <laughs> so what's it like being an elite runner near the front? I feel like the energy has to be unbelievable there. What's give me the, the soup to nuts there. What's that like? Yeah. Oh my God. It was incredible. So, um, basically, you know, 5am, we take a shuttle from, um, somewhere in Midtown and we go to the Ocean Breeze Stadium, which is the indoor track in Staten Island. So all the pros are there warming up and I'm just like jaw, jaw drop, like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm warming up with these amazing runners. Um, their heat goes off a little bit earlier. You know, the ones that's, that's televised, they leave a little bit earlier. Um, and then basically my wave, I was first of the normal people. So, um, you know, I'm on the starting line, literally first on the starting line, we're doing our strides up and down the bridge. Um, and it, it's just like very surreal. And in that moment, you know, there's so much adrenaline, you don't feel pain, you don't feel anything going on in your body. So it's kind of like an out of body experience, which is like, this is so cool. Um, and yeah, so it, it was really awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm super lucky that I didn't have to sit in that area where it's typically muddy and cold and freezing and people are cranky um, before the marathon. I haven't had that experience yet, knock on wood, but. Definitely. And then what's it like when you get to the start there? Cause there's just, you know, not as many people in front of you. I feel like my view is always blocked. What's sort of that like first few minutes looking like? Yeah. So they shuttle us. Um, so basically there's already a bunch of people lined up and then they shuttle us where, you know, you can do some strides and you know, there's always a bunch of people using the sides of the bridge to go to the bathroom and do all the crazy stuff. Well, luckily I, you know, I, 
all runners have the nervous pee before you run. So it's not like you have to go that much. It's just a little bit that, you know, it's a little tinkle that comes out. <laughs> and uh, so I was able to run like halfway up the bridge, hide so no one could see me and do my little tinkle up there and then come back down. Um, but yeah, it's the view. I, and I was pretty lucky too. I just like 2016 was an amazing year. It was sunny. It got it wasn't warm, but it was like maybe 50 degrees, which is kind of perfect for marathoning. And um, yeah, I mean, thinking back on it now, I actually haven't done this deep dive in a while thinking about the marathon. It was just a really amazing experience. Definitely. And uh, how many marathons have you run since? Or also, what was your time in uh, New York there? I ran 303. 303. Awesome. And uh, how many have you run since? None. I was a one and done kind of person. (laughs) All right. Well, let's, let's talk about that experience. Uh, you know, you did one, you said it was an amazing experience. Well, why not do more? And, um, you know, I think we have a lot of listeners out there who might've done one marathon, no marathons. Some have done 50 marathons. So yeah, I'm curious to hear a little bit more about that. Why did you run one and, and not anymore? I think the mentality is that if you're going to be a real runner, you have to do a marathon And I think that's why a lot of people choose to take on the challenge. And of course, there are a thousand other reasons why one does a marathon. But I know for me, I was definitely peer pressured a little bit. I'm like, oh, I want to partake in the fun. Um, So that was a big part of me doing it. So since it was so external, it wasn't an internal reason of me saying, hey, you know, you want to challenge yourself. It was like, well, my coach coaches marathoners. Everyone else is doing it, so why not try it? And, uh, and I also wanted to do it so that I could better help the athletes that I coach. So since the reason was more external, I never felt that burning desire to do one again. Although when I crossed the finish line, I was like, okay, I'm totally doing this again. But next time, I am not going to be injured. I'm going to be ready and prepped and, and ready to go. Um, so now I guess my goals, I really want to run some faster short stuff. You know, as you get older, you tend to lose a little bit of speed, but the endurance piece, especially for older women, we tend to actually get better with age. So I think that while I'm still a little bit young, I'm 29, I want to tackle the 3K, the 5K, the mile, run some solid times, or just at least beat like some of my college times so I'm not living in the past and like it has been. <laughs> I like that. And, and then I, I do at some point, I will tackle the marathon. I feel like I got a good sub three marathon in me. I'm not sure when it will be. I don't think it will be anytime soon. Maybe two years, three years. Awesome. All right. And I'm curious, uh, what did you learn about yourself after you ran that one marathon? That's a good question. Um, I learned that I really love running. I, not that I didn't know that, but it just instilled that. I learned that the harder and the more I run, the more euphoric I feel. So at the end of that race, I was totally broken. I, I mean, I could barely lift my leg up. Like my hip flexor was, it was blown. It was not doing well. Um, so I, I learned that running is, it takes a lot of mental strength because had I not been in that environment, I would have definitely stopped. I would have definitely felt the injury. And I would have just said, "There, like, I can't do this. But since I was in such a, an energetic environment, 
so just like so full of life and grit and determination i learned that i am way stronger than i thought i was like i have this internal strength that when you need it you will find it it's not always there of course you have bad days of course there are runs that you're like screw this i just don't want to go out but when you really need it you are definitely stronger than you think you are I love that. Totally agree with you there. I think the marathons just prove really the strength of the human body and the human spirit and just how much we could persevere through the end there. Um, absolutely yeah. love that. Look at all the people that have never run 26.2 miles. They're like, Oh, I didn't train for this. I just ran 10 miles and you know, all my buddies were doing a marathon. So I did it and they finish and yeah, they're hobbling across the finish line. But I mean, there aren't many people that can just get away with it, but, but they do. And I'm always impressed by my clients that, finish marathons without proper training yeah not something i would recommend <laughs> but yeah, exactly you know, i don't endorse this yeah. by the way <laughs> no, definitely definitely and i think it's um it's one thing you know injuries happen a lot in marathon running and i think the preparation is that point i ran la um last year and it was not my most prepared race and i definitely felt it towards mile 18 there and my hamstrings almost gave out luckily i made it but um it's a great point you bring up there now i am curious as a coach um what are some of your training recommendations for marathons and in general running maybe uh, that, you know, a novice could pick up? Yeah, I think um, for novice runners, like people just going out there, I think the biggest mistake they make is that every run needs to be better than the next. And as you probably know, this is running is a very nonlinear sport. You don't just start here and just go up. It's not the way it works. Um, so it's also not instant gratification. So it takes weeks and weeks and weeks of building. You might feel a little worse while you're adapting and then you get better. So you need to understand and realize that, you know, if you run three miles at nine minute pace, the next run, the goal isn't to run four miles at eight thirty. you know, like you're, you can't just go and improve every single run. Um, and also when you are training, you just, like a good chunk of your runs, 80% of your runs, whatever you want to call it. I mean, maybe as you get a little more advanced, that 80% goes down a little bit, but 80% of your runs should feel easy. You know, you shouldn't be dying and struggling. And most beginner runners are like, oh, running sucks. It's terrible. I'm like, it's because you're not doing it right. You're pushing too hard too soon. Great advice there. I totally, totally agree with you there. Um, and I'm at, I am curious in terms of, um, some of your favorite running routes in the city. Do you have any specific routes that you would recommend around New York? We definitely have a lot of listeners uh, chiming in from the tri-state area. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I've run on almost every single running route or not every block, but every route that you could do in the city. I think I'm basically hit by now. Um, I'm not a huge fan of bridges. I know some people are like all about the bridges. For me, I'm more of a greenery type person and I also live right by the park. So my favorite route is actually to go up the West Side Highway to cut across by Columbia to run through, I think it's um, one through 145th or something up there. Mm -hmm. um, so you cut across, then you can cut across the campus. And so you get a little flat on the West Side Highway, go up, you cut through the campus and then you go down and then basically it leaves you right at the north side of the park and then do like a little loop in the park. It's a nice 13, 14 mile run. Awesome. That's definitely a good, good route. I'll have to check out. Usually I'm just a central park runner. I was on 90th and second for many years and it was eh, convenient, easy. Sometimes I would do the East river path. 
Um, but that's always good. Out of curiosity, um, what's your gear setup look like? What kind of sneakers are you rocking? Any specific, you know, performance tops or shoes or anything you want to throw in here? Yeah. Um, well, I love ASICs gear for running when you're talking just about clothes. Um, but I've been running in shoot wise. I've been running in Nikes for the past forever. So I, um, I've moved to the zoom flies actually. And, um, yeah, I've been running in those for quite some time. I've also tried, I'm like such a stupid purchaser for all these like gizmos and gadgets and all of the shoes. So I've tried the 4%, the 5%, the next percents. Um, yeah, I've tried them all. And they, honestly, they do make a difference, you know? So for anybody that's like looking to gain an edge and they're a, a, a decently fast runner, I would say, you know, give them a try. They yeah, definitely, they get hyped up a lot. Um, and what were you gonna say about your running watch? Yeah, I mean, I have a, a running watch. What else do I use? I have headphones usually. I have um, an Apple oh. watch too. Let's let's go to the headphones. I am curious what's on your playlist uh, during a marathon race or in general as you're running. Any specific songs that you like or a way that you structure your playlist maybe for your classes? Yeah, uh, it's kind of been all over the place. So I know everyone says this, but I have like a very eclectic taste in music. So some days I'm on a run and it's just classical and, you know, non-lyrical music. Other days it's country. Like if I'm on, usually a Sunday long run is kind of country just nice chilling out vibes for a workout. I'll throw like hard bang or like in my ears and I'll just like go hard. Um, but yeah, when I'm running, if I'm running on the treadmill, I'll use music. If I'm doing a workout outside, I usually don't use music cause I like to feel just all the feels. I like to hear my feet on the pavement. I like to hear my breath and feel my breath. And when I use music, I don't really feel my breath that much. So, um, so when I race, actually, I don't listen to music and I also, I, I'll start my watch, but I don't look at it. I never look at my watch when I race. Gotcha. All right. That's good to know. Uh, any specific recovery routines that you would recommend? Oh yeah. Recovery is a big one and, uh, actually a massive part of my routine now, given all the injuries I had. And I would say that, um, the biggest things that I do, probably foam roll. I have a little um, Theragun, so I use that a lot to warm up and sometimes afterwards. Um, I have the Normatec or um, air relaxed boots. And then I also, when it's cold out, like now, usually almost every Sunday, I'm hopping in the bath like an Epsom salt bath. That sounds really nice right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially when it's like this out. It's 37 and freezing rain today, so... Definitely. And you mentioned earlier, you've been in New York City during the whole pandemic. How has that impacted your running? Mm. Um, so I started off really strong and aggressively. And I started running. I went from like 35 miles a week to 70 miles a week uh, overnight. And it was not a good idea. Two weeks later, I burnt out pretty hard. And I just had all this extra time. You know, when everything first shut down, nobody was doing anything so we we hadn't even switched to like zoom classes and training virtually all of that stuff hadn't come yet so i had a few weeks where i just had all this extra time and my energy i just needed to get it out somehow so i ran in the morning and then i ran in the afternoon and then i did stretching and then i was in the gym and i was just like i was going really hard and then yeah i burnt out pretty quick 
my legs just were tired all the time. And then I had no desire to run. Took a little bit of time off, got a coach, started training again, not for anything, but just for, just for accountability and for a way for me not to kill myself. Cause I'm the kind of person you need to slow down instead of like, did you do your workout today? It's like, did you not run seven times today? <laughs> so I, I had a coach kind of slowed me down, gave me a little bit of focus, not really towards a race, but just towards being a healthier me. Um, so yeah, now I'm in a pretty good place. I'm running about 50 to 60 miles a week and feeling healthy. Awesome. Glad to hear. Uh, I am curious, what kind of, uh, runners do you admire right now? Anyone specific out there that you would recommend for folks to follow? Yeah. My woman crush. Oh my God. Emma Coburn. She's a, she's a steeplechaser. She's running the Olympics. She's from Colorado. So, um, yeah, highly recommend her. Um, Colleen Quigley, I'm obviously partial to steeplechasers. So, um, Colleen Quigley, Evan Yeager, like all, all American pro runners. Um, I, uh, love Gwen Jorgensen also because she was a triathlete and now she's turned to running. So it's kind of cool to see her transition. She was in the Olympics for triathlon and now she's a kick-ass runner. Um, yeah, there's some really awesome Instagram. Also my, um, one of my friends, Jess Mobile, she's a runner's world coach. She's like, she is very relatable. She's, you know, like the everyday runner, but she's just so unbelievably strong. Her mental fortitude is just something I absolutely admire. And she's so real on Instagram. You know, she tells you her good days, her bad days. It's just like total raw authenticity, um, which is amazing. So yeah, I would definitely recommend following her also. Awesome. And uh, let's let's round out the interview here. The podcast is called Why We Marathon. And I just really want to get to the crux of why you marathon. And in a few quick sentences, just give us that one big why. Oh, the why. There are so many reasons why. Um, but I think at the end of the day, for me, I like to... I like to know where the limits are and I also like to find a limit and break that down. And, you know, we place so many barriers in front of us and some of them are self-imposed. Some of them are, you know, injuries and things that some things we don't have control over, but I like knowing that what I put in, I get out. And if it is that one-to-one -one ratio, there's no one that's going to slow me down. So yeah, I marathon because I like to see what I'm made of. I like to push the boundaries and the limits and just, you know, constantly see how can I be better. I absolutely love that, Corinne. Um, clearly a very strong-willed woman that you are. Very impressive. Uh, feel free to uh, follow Corinne at coach.fits on Instagram. And uh, we'd love for you to review and rate our podcast. So please do that and help share the word with all of your friends. And you can always visit us at www.whywemarathon.com to get some extra scoops, photos, and tidbits from all of our great stories, including Corinne's today. So thanks so much for joining us and we look forward to seeing you next week.